0: Long-time listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with ByHeart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is ByHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply. Megan,
1: remember this winter when I was all about enlightened ice cream bars and desserts like their single served cheesecakes? How could I forget when I was all about them too? Well, as much as I still love those, I am declaring it the Summer of Sundays, as in ice cream sundays. This season, I am all about grabbing pints of delicious, creamy ice cream so that I can make all kinds of dreamy, ice-creamy sundays.
0: I am so here for this, and there are so many enlightened pint flavors that are perfect for whipping up other ice cream desserts, from homemade ice cream cakes to shakes and floats. Mm, yes, all of the above. I have been digging into their light ice cream,
1: which comes in classic flavors like vanilla bean and mint chip, as well as impossibly indulgent flavors that pack in loads of mix-ins and swirls like brownies and cookie dough and caramel fudge pretzel. And you know, they offer a similar range of deliciousness in keto and dairy-free
0: options too. You know what I'm about to add, Billis. As much as I appreciate options that make it easy for anyone eating any diet to enjoy quality ice cream, I am just here for the taste. And when it comes to pints, scoopability. An enlightened never, ever disappoints. I couldn't agree more. And they deliver their feel-good frozen desserts straight to your door. Doesn't get any better than that. The summer of Sundays is on. (laughs) Find out more about Enlightened and where to find them in your local grocery store by visiting eenlightened.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y. And don't forget to use the code D-I-J-F-Y 10 to get 10% off your order plus free shipping. I've been making pie dough and then using all those like fresh tomatoes to make a galette and just put like either fresh mozzarella on at the end or parmesan so it's like i mean it's real is it a tomato pie i'm calling it a pizza galette to get the kids to eat it and everybody's happy welcome to didn't i just feed you a podcast about feeding kids hi i'm megan
1: And I'm Stacy. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, be sure that you're subscribed right where you're listening right now. And if you love us as much as we love you, please take an extra second and rate or review. Either just click those stars or if you have a minute, just type something, type something out. Even if it's constructive, we like that. It doesn't have, you don't have to just say that you love us, right, Megan? We're open.
0: We're, we're open, open to hearing what you want from us like emotionally manipulative <laughs> how so if you love us as much as we love you oh come on you will do this if you love us as much as you'll we love give you up, you'll give my that point is my point is
1: that we love you guys yes. that much that we would do whatever for you including actually inviting you to be constructive in public <laughs> okay okay that's okay.
0: how much we love everybody i feel like that's fair that you was know? your scorpioness coming through yes it was <laughs> also probably revealing of some like weird childhood trauma so <laughs> let's wow Really get- <laughs> beginning <laughs> Let's get into what we're cooking and. Let's eating now. do it. I think
1: we should. I think that's the right move right now. Okay, guys. What so we're cooking <laughs> and eating late summer. This is one of our favorite episodes. It's one of your favorite episodes. And honestly, this is at, at least for me, my favorite time of the year to record it because they're like food right
0: now is so great and exciting and delicious. Food right now is so great and exciting and delicious. But also, it's like almost back to school season. Oh, like Megan. Why Oh, so it's like a really interesting I just always feel like it's a really interesting time to talk about food It right? is
1: because also that is a difference between us. I think you're aligned with a huge portion of the country. I, I, we don't go back to school for a while.
0: Wait, when do you go back to
1: like school? September 10th or something? What? Yeah, we're like fully in summer mode. I'm oh, not okay. thinking about back to school Our yet. Our
0: Georgia <laughs> family starts back August 2nd, which is like next week from when this episode airs. And we start back August 12th. So, oh, yeah. Now we have like, like
1: a whole month. And I know, I think like California is more in line with New York. I don't know where else. You know, I think yeah. there's very, there's great variation.
0: I just always like to mention it because I think it's always a little bit of the the push and pull that we're in in this season. Like August is very firmly back to school season. Even if you're not starting until September, you're trying to get in your like last hurrah, but you're all as far as like eating all those summer fruits and vegetables and like going on your last little bit of vacation. But you're also kind of like trying to get geared up for a normal routine cleaning lunch boxes, getting backpacks cleared out, which we really hope you uh, read our PSA and you pulled all of the lunch boxes out in June rather than in August. Yes. You don't find any stinky bits in there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Do you know that when we posted that, I was like, oh, yeah, I still hadn't cleaned out Oliver's backpack because we actually didn't get out of school until June 10th or something. So, you know, we posted that, I think, at the end of June, the last week of June or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually have to go do this right now. And there were two, yeah, there were two muffins that were completely Mm. wrapped in saran wrap still, but they were smashed (laughs) completely flat. Like completely flat. Do you remember that book, Flat Stanley? Did Emma yes. ever read that or yes. Ella ever read yes. that? Yeah, it was like Flat Stanley of muffins, two of them, <laughs> the bottom of his backpack. <laughs> I was just thankful that the Saran wrap held up and that there weren't. Right, so you didn't everywhere. have to
0: deal with like moldy. Yeah, like actually but it touching was it. Pretty gross. <laughs> okay, I know we have so much back to school content coming up, but like, what if that lunchbox had been like actually full? Do you think you would have just thrown the lunchbox away or would you have no. cleaned it? No, I would have cleaned it. I would have cleaned it too. But I I think that's like a, re- pers- a revealing personality thing. I think my husband, Brian, he would have, if he had come ever found like a moldy lunchbox, he'd be like, that's going to be a big nope for me. Really? I'm just going to move on and replace it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. I want to know what this signifies about him. That he's a Virgo? I don't know. Is it like too much? It's just too overwhelming. Yeah, I think at a certain point he's like, the smell won't go away, slash, the like trauma of me having to clean (laughs) it out will never go away. So it's just not worth it. I mean, and I bet there are people. I'm sure there are. We're like, ah, it depends on which lunchbox it is. Like, if it was a plastic one versus a metal one. Yeah, totally. Yes. Okay. So, sorry, not to get us all back to schoolie. We're going there. Yeah, really? I'm like, why are we doing this? I'm so fully (laughs) in summer mode. We're cooking and eating now. Let's do it. I know. I'm like, where to even start? I have been cooking a lot from two cookbooks. One, is Food Between Friends, which I'm going to always forget Julie and Jesse. He's like famous from Modern Family. We were introduced to them through a Better Homes and Gardens thing that we did uh, together. And they sent us a copy of that book. And it's like very fun. The oatmeal cream pie muffins are the thing that I keep baking over and over again. Do you love an oatmeal cream pie, like the Little Debbie version?
1: We've talked about this before. I know it's one of your favorites, right? Yeah. I think I never had one. Like there was something that we talked about and I was like, I don't even know if I've eaten one before. And after we had that conversation, I feel like it was, I feel like actually it was about a year ago because I remember being out of the city and going to a Mm -hmm. supermarket and thinking I'll be able to find little Debbie snacks there. And I got a box and you know... A lot of times the companies have changed the formulas from when we were younger. I was like, I never eat this again. That's okay. But I could
0: tell that it was
1: delicious and tasty, but it just wasn't my thing.
0: Well, I feel like the muffins would be something that you would appreciate. It's like got oats, whole oats in it, but also oat flour. And it's like very heavily brown sugar flavor. You use a little bit of molasses, or I've been using date syrup because I've been out of molasses. And then it gets a little hit of cocoa powder in it. So it's all like, it almost looks virtuous, like a brown, a bran muffin. But then when you dig into it, it's very tender, like a cupcake. Oh, sounds delicious. And has like lots of cinnamon, lots of nutmeg, lots of ginger in it. And then there's cream cheese frosting. So like, I feel like you can't lose. You can also just make the muffins by themselves and have that as like a snacky or midweek breakfast.
1: Now, is it just a traditional cream cheese? Icing, because I feel like those have a little tang to them, and I feel like the oatmeal cream pies don't have that tang. It's more of a, like, sweet hit, like that.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely more balanced Okay, oatmeal cream pie. Cool. I would not even say, like, I would say to have named it an oatmeal cream pie muffin is a little bit of a stretch. Maybe it's been a while since either of them have had one also. So, like, brings up the taste memory, but it's not exactly... Got it. I will tell you, we have eaten through two boxes of oatmeal cream pies this summer. So I know. You know. It's not that close. Okay. What about you? What sort of things are you cooking? What else? Is that all you're cooking? Yeah, that's it. That's the only one I (laughs) have
1: Wait, no. Go back. Because you said you were cooking from two cookbooks and you only mentioned one.
0: Okay. Yes. The other one being Jenny Rosenstrach's Weekday Vegetarian. Um, I said uh, like at the beginning of summer and springtime, we did a what we're eating now that we were trying to eat less meat. And besides our moink partnership, I haven't been buying meat to cook at home. So like even when we did the the cheesy cheeseburgers for the burger episode, I got to use their ground beef for that. But there's like, uh, you know, we do rice bowls a lot and sometimes I just get tired of, rice bowls as far as like oh it's like tofu and then like all the raw chopped veggies but like i mean I, I need to want something else and so there's this great like kale cabbage salad with this very punchy very gingery vinaigrette and then you put tofu and peanuts in it i do make rice for the kids because they're not as into like the kale cabbage slaw that is part of this salad but it's been very good and then she, Jenny has a bunch of pizzas in her cookbook, which got me thinking about this is a weird pizza galette. Like I've been making pie dough and then using all those like fresh tomatoes to make a galette and just put like either fresh mozzarella on at the end or Parmesan. So it's like, I mean, it's real. is it a tomato pie? I'm calling it a pizza galette to get the kids to eat it. And everybody's happy.
1: Delicious. That sounds so good. I've actually been making a lot of pizzas on the grill. I love grilled pizzas. I feel like you make a lot of homemade pizza in general, like all year round. And this past year, maybe even two years, because even through quarantine, maybe it has to do with the fact that through quarantine, pizza just felt like a really easy way to support a local restaurant, you know, pizzerias were still going and it's a really easy thing. Remember early on when we were scared to get things delivered, it's just so easy. Like they leave a box on your front step. And I don't know. I just, we were ordering pizzas.
0: Yeah. Are you trying to say you had had some pizza fatigue? Because I will have to say that like moving and so many people offered to feed us and what people fed us most often was pizza, whether it was homemade or delivered. I, I really had to take a pizza break after we moved.
1: That's so interesting. I actually wasn't saying that I have pizza fatigue because I don't, I've never experienced that emotion. <laughs> I cannot wow, relate. Deep. Can't relate.
0: Energy. I hard okay, can't okay.
1: relate. I love pizza so much. I feel like I've never once said no to pizza, which must be a lie, but I just don't make it at home in the oven as much, but yeah. there's something about grilled pizza that feels different to me. Like this is it something is different in so order. Yeah. Right? It's even just a different
0: style of pizza.
1: Totally. And yeah. it's easier to make them small and everyone can have their own toppings. And also I feel like summer ingredients feel really different. I mean, there are tons of gourmet pizza places near me that are using summer ingredients, but it just feels so fancy to make a grilled pie with corn and fresh tomatoes that get blistered on the grill and then finish with like fresh chilies and even some burrata. Sometimes I'll do like a little bit of mozzarella, I'll dot it around, just like tear it off, fresh mozzarella. And then when I take it off the grill, open burrata and then put, plonk that all around too, along with some fresh chilies. Just so yummy and delicious. So I've been doing that a lot.
0: This could turn into a burrata. (laughs) <laughs> A broader um, appreciation, uh, episode. yeah. Episode, honestly, because it is like the perfect cheese for this time of year. Uh, I couldn't which- agree more. Also makes like this, the concept of this series where we do a, what we're eating now, like a little bit harder where it's like, I don't have a recipe for like just eating peaches and tomatoes with a little bit of vinegar and lots of olive oil and flaky salt and maybe some Aleppo pepper with grilled bread and burrata. Like that, that is a meal that I would happily eat. I think that
1: that's great, though, because I think that that is exactly what we should be telling people to do, because I do think if you are someone who feels ready to kind of kick your cooking up a notch or you want to be able to riff more and you want to practice or you're not sure that you can, but you want to dip your toe a little bit and see if you can. the Summer is a great time to do that because you have more of a guarantee of working with fantastic ingredients that don't really need much. And so one of the things on my list is that I've been making a lot of salads. I feel like all through spring, you were like salad, salad, salad. And I was like, I don't really know. But now I'm so into salads. I take a lot of inspiration from Phyllis of Dash and Bella Okay. I think that you guys should follow her on Instagram. She's at Dash and Bella. And she has like a hashtag that she started herself called Hella Salads. Uh, she has a book called Everything is Under Control that honestly is on my summer reading list. and I, I still haven't read it because <laughs> not because I'm not interested, but I am the slowest, lamest reader of books. It's actually embarrassing. But I think that there are a lot of salads in there. Either way. She's the queen of salads and she's always just throwing up these like beautiful salads on Instagram and then having a long list of ingredients, just like you mentioned. So here's another list of ingredients, fresh peaches, tomatoes, avocados, tons of fresh herbs. She always puts a dash of fish sauce, which I tell you will change the way I started making summer salads but then also multiple acids. So sherry vinegar or white wine vinegar and lemon and lemon zest. And we talk about this in an episode about salads and no cook meals. We'll link to it in the show notes that it's really great to kind of vary your acids instead of just using like one vinegar plus oil. Great olive oil and then gild the lily, you know, pickled onions, crispy shallots, crumbled nuts, crumbly cheese, like all of that stuff goes good. Literally, I feel like you could put every single thing I just said on a plate and it'd be delicious or you can kind of mix and match, you know, plums instead of peaches, peaches and avocado, maybe just tomatoes and avocado, like it all kind of works. And I think that, like I said, it's just really this is the perfect time of year to play with ingredients that way.
0: Okay. I love this idea of like, it's basically a salad matrix and you just swap things in and out. I would also add, because I sometimes find it challenging, like, even this concept of like, oh, I just want to have like grilled bread and cheese for dinner. That's super satisfying to me, but making sure that I, that I like the kids are also satiated at dinner time. So, one of the things that I'll do is like cook pot, like just plain pasta. And you can like chop those ingredients a little bit finer and toss them with the hot pasta like those peaches. Or I've been doing like a lot of corn with tomato, those uh, pickled onions you mentioned, and then just like a really delicious vinaigrette. And maybe for grownups, we eat that like over arugula that's also dressed with more pickly onions in there. But the kids will eat all of those bits and bobs with pasta and so like smart it's the greatest dinner ever and it, it's really just one step up from me giving them buttered noodles so my smart and
1: also always have hot dogs on hand I'm serious. Burgers and dogs are officially on my list because you know yes, how I feel fair, about it. Fair. So like, it's always easy. Grill some dogs or throw some dogs in boiling water or boil that pasta for a much more, I mean, your solution is much more elegant and like no, clever, is it, though? but it is absolutely. But I'm, I'm like, just do saying a little more work
0: on the chopping and heat up with your kitchen with boiling water. And you're like, Microwave a hot dog. Listen, microwave a <laughs> hot dog with some Grillo's
1: pickled de gallo on top. Go to town, kids. Listen,
0: I want to tell you the grill the like slow cooker sausage and onions that we did for the slow cooker cooker episode i've been riffing on that on repeat and you literally i cannot eat it without the pickle de gallo it is so good like even just the mild one like it is sort of relishy but like in the best sense and like this is not sponsored content i just we i really just love that product i totally agree Okay, Megan, before you tell us more, let's take
1: a quick break to hear from another sponsor this week.
0: Have you ever seen an adorable bento lunchbox and thought to yourself, if only? Um, you mean, if only I had time, if only I
1: had patience, <laughs> or if only I had a PhD in crafting? Um, Yes, all of the above.
0: Listen, not anymore. Our friends at Fancy Sprinkles are making it fun and easy to pack lunch boxes this year with their back to school line of sprinkles, easy candy, prism powder, and get this edible sprinkle stickers. Ah!
1: Their back-to-school sprinkles might be their most adorable yet, with numbers and letters for little ones and cool glittery tones for teens. And yes, we 100% endorse sprinkles on sandwiches. From some butter and jelly to cream cheese and jam, we promise that adding sprinkles guarantees
0: lunch satisfaction. We're also dusting fresh fruit with prism powder and drizzling Easy Candy onto Energy Bites, cut banana pieces, pretzels, and cookies. You just pop your Easy Candy bag in the microwave, snip the tip of the bag, and drizzle or dump whatever you want into the vanilla-flavored, melted candy. No crazy cleanup required. But the best part of
1: all are the new Fancy Sprinkles Edible Sprinkle Stickers. These stick to anything that's just slightly moist, from apples to the top of your sandwich, and make it, well, you know, more fancy. Just peel, stick and wait for your parent of the year award because your kid will definitely have the coolest lunch in the class.
0: We know that packing lunches day after day can feel like a drag, but now thanks to Fancy Sprinkles, you can pack a little bit more fun and a lot more joy without any extra work.
1: To check out the new line of back-to-school products from Fancy Sprinkles, head to FancySprinkles.com D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y to get 20% off your first order. That's FancySprinkles.com slash D-I-J-F-Y,
0: short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Stacy, all of our kids are on summer break. It couldn't be a more perfect time to welcome back our sponsor, KiwiCo. We love their super cool art and STEAM projects all year round, but they are especially great in the summer when the kids have so much free time and we're looking for creative ways to keep them busy. Yes.
1: KiwiCo makes it so easy with fun projects that also
0: happen to stretch their brains. But shh, don't tell the kids that. My favorite part is that every KiwiCo crate comes with everything your child needs for their project. They can get started right away. No shopping or legwork for us. You can help with a project for some quality time or hand the whole box over. Either way, it's easy breezy. A thoughtful activity for them, options for us, and no extra work or setup required. I'm also amazed at the huge range of projects. There's something for kids of all ages, from Emmett, who's six, to Ella, who's nine, and even Oliver, who's 11. And it doesn't stop there. Isaac is 14
1: and loves the Eureka crates, which come with amazing projects like building your own articulated lamp and an electric sharpener. And to be honest, I've been eyeing the maker crates for me. Such fun crafts that are perfect for teens and older hobbyists. Because to be honest, after last year, I'm craving some screen-free time for myself too this summer. With KiwiCo,
0: there's something for every kid, or kid at heart, every month. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash didn't I just feed you. And if you join our community as a supporting member, you can enter for a chance to win a free
1: three-month giveaway. Join for details. And thank you, KiwiCo!
0: Okay, we're on the grill. Burgers, dogs, sausages, sausages 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 on the grill. grill. Yeah. And some grilled bread. I don't even mean to eat it in a bun. It can just be like totally cut up sausages, mustard bread, and like a little punchy salad on the and side. And you know what I like? I'm so happy.
1: Instead of salad, like my kids love when I make the marinated white beans, which I've mentioned a thousand mm. times, we'll link to a recipe, but it's basically, you know, white beans drained and rinsed from a can tossed with olive oil, some shallot, and tons of fresh herbs, a little acid. And it's so delicious and it goes great with grilled sausage and grilled bread. Like that's a beautiful summer meal. We also talked in the summer seafood episode about grilled swordfish, which I've been doing a lot.
0: Kebabs or Cool, like swordfish suits. You know,
1: I think kebabs are really fun. The kids like them. I think that they make a beautiful presentation when you have guests, but it's a little like fussy. So I just do like the whole swordfish. Um, I think I mentioned this in the summer seafood episode that I like cubing it up and tossing it with pasta and my kids really like that or just having it plain on the side. I love grilling those light green fryer peppers. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful pairing, also, just like lemon, olive oil, capers, those peppers, and the swordfish. Also great, which is crusty bread.
0: So good. Yes. Okay. You mentioning the green fryer chilies made me think it's almost hatch chili season. Which in like on the West Coast, when we were living in Idaho, you could find them all the time. It was like a big deal at the farmer's market that they would be roasted. I have not figured out yet if I can find them in Chattanooga. But one of the things I love to eat this time of year is like chili verde, where you take you make this like very hatched chili, onions, got tons of garlic, sometimes roasted tomatillos go into it and you like blend all of that together and then you cook pork or you can do chicken in it and it's so good as a base for like white chili or just eat eaten straight up like in corn tortillas with avocado and some pickled onions in it i so i'm not currently cooking in that but i just put that on my meal plan for next week oh, it sounds i sounds so it. delicious and you can cook it in the slow cooker. Did I say that already? Because that's like... You didn't. Because it but is you hot can right and now. That's great. And you yeah. can have all those hot, spicy, delicious flavors, but like in the slow cooker. So we're not heating up the kitchen.
1: I love it. I need to be using my slow cooker more. We did that episode, but I have just been grilling, grilling, grilling. I've been doing my sheet pan shawarma from Winter Winter Chicken Dinner, but on the grill, mm, which has been yes. really fun. One of my favorite Sam products is their Vietnamese lemongrass barbecue, marinade slash sauce. And I very thinly cut pork shoulder or pork belly. You can also do it with pork chops, but I like it when it's really thin. And, you know, let the pork sit in that for a little while and then throw it on the grill till it gets like burnt around the edges and serve that over rice or rice noodles with just, you know, you can do quick pickled carrots or just thinly sliced cucumber. It's delicious.
0: Why did you sing rice noodles made me think, man, we have not done a night where we just have a smorgasbord of fresh spring rolls Oh, summer and we really... That's one of those things that like you can do with very basic produce, like carrots and peppers and lettuce and stuff. But you can really make it so extra special on a summer night where it's like all of the fresh stone fruit. Um, maybe you grill some eggplant and some tofu to go in it. And I bet that Ansam would be so good. like on tofu grilled and thrown into oh
1: that sounds so delicious I love that idea well okay so this is not really related at all but (laughs)
0: It wouldn't be a cooking and eating now recipe without that. We're talking
1: about Aum Sum. I have tried their larb sauce as well. That's part of their Thai sauces line. But I have to admit, I'm a huge fan of Om Sum. We both love them. We mention them all the time. I developed a recipe with them recently, but I have a recipe for chicken larb. In winter, winter chicken dinner that I learned when I was traveling through Thailand. And it is so simple and it is so good. And it is such a great light summer meal. I love it all year round, but it is super light because, you know, you just have rice and some like ground chicken. You can also make it very easily with ground pork, which is more traditional. But I just serve it like in lettuce cups with like cucumber slices. And it takes, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes to make. It's so simple and easy. It's just really light and delicious.
0: You might have to share that recipe with us. Larb is one of my favorite things to cook in the summer. Um, And it's been a minute since we've done it. I love the idea, this idea of like a quick pickly kind of salad too, because I forget, like we just always have cucumbers on hand because both kids love them. But I forget that it's like now prime cucumber season Yes, and doing things like, this is not for me this is a recipe suggestion because you know how I feel about mayo salads but (laughs) on kitchen my friend Kelly she has this great recipe that her mom always made where it's like cucumbers and tomatoes and they're basically like dressed in mayonnaise as a side salad but that can be really good with like the marinated beans that you're talking about and some bread like some grilled bread or even just toasted bread if you're not going to fire up the grill just for bread and then I for so long made this pickle that we called Ella's pickle which is literally like sliced cucumbers with garlic and onion powder and a little bit of rice wine vinegar. And Ooh, that's it. So easy. And she would eat a whole cucumber that way. We haven't done that in a minute too. So maybe I need to revive it
1: with some lard. Well, I don't know. Something about Ellis pickles made me think of kimchi, which I've been eating a lot of lately. So since before the summer, or really like the beginning of summer, we've been making sheet pan bibimbap. Oh
0: yeah. We did a little reel Everyone in our listeners community lives about that recipe and there's a super genius tip within it. So good. And
1: I add kimchi to the mix, just like store-bought kimchi. And I have continued to make that through the summer because my kids really love it. And it's a great vegetarian meal. Although I admit that Isaac makes me
0: cook some ground beef too. So now I add that to the mix. Have you ever tried to do it on the grill? Like, I feel like you could get a sheet pan hot enough. Yeah, you probably
1: could. I bet it would work. I haven't tried it on the grill. I've been making it in the oven. And then what I do is instead of cooking the eggs on the sheet pan, I will quickly take a nonstick skillet, a little sesame oil, cook the ground beef, add a little bit of like Korean hot sauce put that aside, wipe it clean, and then fry the eggs in that pan. And then I put everything out separately so that people can make their own bowl with the crispy rice. And then you roast kale and onions and mushrooms and sweet potato. And then I have the beef and the eggs and the kimchi, of course. And it's so good. We'll link to the recipe and then riff off of it.
0: I honestly like you can do any vegetables. I've done like roasted um zucchini or summer squash instead of the sweet potatoes and we've all really loved that version. But I have to agree with you, I find the sheep pan eggs like inconsistent. Maybe it's my oven, maybe it's totally. my pans, but like one of them will always be perfect and then like two will be like maybe more cooked than we like them. So I love actually the idea of like moving the eggs to the skillet so that you have more sheet pan surface area for veggies.
1: Totally. Totally. And I have another friend who loves the recipe too, who found the same thing. And that's kind of how I justified adding the beef. Cause I was like, well, then this pan serves two purposes. Yeah. And I don't feel so bad <laughs> dirting a pan for a sheet pan meal.
0: You shouldn't. Cause it's also, okay. It's like a funny thing of sheet pan meals, right? Like we've, we've done them. We've certainly created them for didn't I just feed you and in other professional writing, but sometimes it can be hard. Like you have to go in and out of the oven, or like in the, Case of this recipe, you have to dirty two sheet pans to be able to get the rice totally as, as it needs to be, and so it's like, are you really like saving your dishwashing efforts if, like, at the end of the day, you have to get wash two sheet pans and a pan and you know whatever it, like if you're making sauce you're on the side? So it's just a funny thing of like, I love the crispy rice technique. I love roasting the veggies but I do like to cook the egg. on the sofa.
1: Yeah, totally. And I do think that the genius of it is that you have so many different kinds of vegetables and you're not cooking each of them individually, which just feels hectic. And there's also like no sauce or anything else. The sauce comes right out of the container that you buy. So you're really just in theory, cooking those two sheet pans and also for us a pan.
0: Um, anyway, okay. I want to go back to, Oh, go what? I was going to say, I was going to add two, two things. I don't know why, but talking about sheep pan meals got me thinking about corn. And I feel like I've mentioned this before, but the Adolahi corn polenta is something that's like on my summer bucket list and we have to make it every summer. So I'm making that this weekend. And then also I can't believe I haven't mentioned recently the butter bath corn recipe that I did for kitchen, which remains wildly popular for them. Um, So much so that we did, like, five riffs on it last summer. So there's, like, hot honey butter bath corn. There's garlic and herb butter bath corn. And hot tip, you can take the butter bath, uh, save it. So it's, like, butter, water, and milk, and salt, and, like, whatever seasoning, depending on what recipe you're doing. Um, You can use the butter bath to make cornbread. Ooh, so smart. Or, like, corn pancakes, if you like corn griddle cakes, any of those things. Um, it's also great poaching liquid for other stuff. If you're going to be like swordfish and a butter bath. I think you
1: are. Oh, delicious. I love that idea. Okay. So, speaking of corn, I haven't been doing anything quite that exciting, but making a lot of corn salads and just in all different ways, like raw, grilling the corn first with jalapenos, sometimes with a vinaigrette, sometimes with like a quick cilantro sauce that I like that I'm making up on the fly, you know, plain Greek yogurt, cilantro, garlic, you know, onion powder and a little jalapeno or something like that, and just blend it up. But I just find that it is such a great accompaniment to any kind of grilled chicken, grilled shrimp, grilled steak, just to kind of have it ready. And it's hearty. It will last in the fridge for a while, you know, like one or two days. So you can make it ahead.
0: I love that. I'm stealing it, which is probably my favorite thing about doing these episodes is that Now I'm like, oh, great. All my meals for next week are planned. And maybe the week after, too, because you always have such great ideas. And now that we have this like private listeners community, I want everyone to like drop what they're cooking and eating now. I don't feel like in the past we've gotten those threads going enough where we can just like steal everyone's ideas to get us through
1: agree. We want to steal your ideas. So (laughs) (laughs) tell us, what are you cooking and eating now? You guys, if you haven't already joined our community, it is our favorite place on the internet. We promise everyone there is so wonderful and there's tons of help and support and camaraderie. Visit didn't I just feed you.com slash community to find out all the deets. We offer a free listeners group. So that's a message board. You don't have to pay or anything. You just sign in, you join us and you get all of the support I was talking about. Or you can become a supporting member of Didn't I Just Feed You that comes with hella perks, including two hey exclusive Oliver. mini episodes every yep. single month, What's your favorite cheese? live Cup events, here, yeah. speaking of which we oh, have no, no. our very first Mojavelle. one coming up Mojavelle. in Mojavelle. August at the very beginning of the month, lifetime access to a private Instagram feed, and more.
0: Speaking of Instagram, you can find us there where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. There you can also sign up for our newsletter through a link in our bio or just visit our site to sign
1: up and of course don't forget to subscribe to didn't i just feed you wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss an episode our music is good old times by alex cohen provided by jimendo a humongous thank you to our editor samantha gatsik i'm stacy and i'm megan
0: stay sane and well fed until next week